Welcome to the Living Out Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Steele, and this is the place where I speak about everything from personal growth, social justice, queer issues, and how to ADD, how to add to your life. Assess, dream, and design your life to live out the best of who you are and accomplish your goals and dreams. You ever heard the expression, love the process and not the goal, or love the journey and not the goal? Well, it's a really common one. A lot of people tend to use it, and a lot of um, personal development writers will talk about it. And I call bullshit. But here's why. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, when I was really struggling with getting things done in my business, I was resisting and pushing back against all of the grunt work of being self-employed. And if you uh, don't know what that's like, I mean, <sighs> when you are self-employed and you are on your own, you have to do everything. You have to learn everything. You become accountant, uh, website manager. Um, you have to do all the work for your clients. You have to do all of the marketing. Maybe you have to create all the marketing materials. It all depends on your budget and what you can afford to pay other people to do for you. But sometimes in the beginning or at different points in your business, depending on money fluctuations, you might have to take care of everything for yourself. So it's a great learning experience. It really helps you be very aware of all the work that needs to happen if you're an entrepreneur or if you're self-employed. But I had an image that year, like a couple of years ago, that I, I should have been handing off all of those tasks to a virtual assistant, that I should have been further along in my business, and that it was like the fault of having to do all of these tasks which were draining me of my energy and, and wasn't allowing me to be most creative and spend time doing work that I should be doing, you know, what an incredibly stupid story I was creating for myself. I was so head far stuck up my own arse <laughs> that I couldn't see that I was making this a problem and I was identifying the problem. And if you've listened to uh, an earlier podcast I recorded, is we are not our problems. And when we are stuck deep in the problem and all upset about it, we can't do anything about the problem because we've identified that we are, in fact, that problem. So, you know, imagine going day to day doing nothing but tasks that piss you off and aggravate you to no end. That was exactly my mindset. I'd wake up in the morning, it's like, ugh, what do I have to do? <laughs> And whose problem was that? Of course, it was mine. These were all of my problems, and they were only problems because I'd created this really horrific woe-is-me story about having to do things like social media management and bookkeeping and editing of my blog posts and creating images for blog posts and so on. That's just life, unless you have a team and you're paying those people to do different types of work. It's a very common challenge for someone who's a startup entrepreneur. And when I was working as a health and fitness coach, I saw this similarly, but in different ways, with my clients who were resisting and they didn't want to do the daily habits or take the actions that would improve their health. They knew what they were. <laughs> we had talked about it. I had 
told them what things would be best for them to do and then helped them choose what they felt were the the tasks in priority or to do one habit at a time. And these would be things like, you know, preparing meals in advance or, you know, committing to exercising five days per week to various degrees and amounts of time and keeping track of what they were eating so that they could look back and notice patterns about triggers or times of day or emotions that might cause them to cheat on their diet and the, the way in which they wanted to actually eat to improve their health. And I see this with clients in my life coaching business that I do now. You know, it shows up as the fear of the unknown, the fear of taking the risk to behave and act in a way that is outside of their comfort zone, which is different from how they have been acting, doing, or behaving. But they need to do that work in order to potentiate or to create the different result that they want. They need to take that risk and those actions to get the result that they came to see me in the first place for. So, you know, for all of us, it's either that we don't want to invest the energy into changing our behavior, and you know, because if we don't like our current situation in life, we've become accustomed to what we have or our state of being. And we simply don't want to have to do the work, the persistent, consistent, and frequent effort that's required every single day to make permanent and lasting change. You've heard it before. You know this. But isn't that what you wanted? Change? Improvement? As you know from the story I told you about myself, I'm no different, right? I suffer the same challenges. So coming back to the expression at the start of this episode, you need to fall in love with the process and not the goal. It's only half right. You need, in fact, to fall in love with both the process or the journey, whichever word you prefer, and the goal, but without attachment to the goal, without attachment to the end point or the outcome. And there's a subtle difference than simply saying you need to fall in love with both the process and the goal. You fall in love with the doing, the tasks, the taking action, the accepting, the trusting, the believing that your actions are leading towards your desired goal. Now, I think love I've said you fall in love with. Love is important as the emotion to use that drives you, that compels you, that pulls you towards that which you want. It puts you in an open state of mind, a more receptive state. Feeling and experiencing the love of the process, of the doing, makes it easier for you to fall into flow state. You know, that place where you're reading a book that's fantastic or you're doing work that you really enjoy and you look up and you're like, where did that hour go? You just lose track of time and space and anything around you and you just become completely absorbed in doing the work. Love allows you to feel the desire for self-improvement that makes you a happier and more fulfilled person. Love simply makes everything easier to do when you are experiencing 
that state. So to repeat, you fall in love with, but are not attached to your goal. This is actually why I prefer to use the word outcome instead of goal, and this is just a personal preference, because when I think of the word goal, I think of something really specific. And in my past, I used to hate goal setting. I hated when I heard about it. I hated when I heard about New Year's resolutions. Listen to my language. I hated. I was concocting a story in my head about how bad goals were for for me, which made it very difficult to want to accept that there was a way that I could actually achieve and accomplish my desires in life. So, like I said, I tend to think of, or I used to tend to think of, something very specific around the word goals. I would think... um, that maybe you have to spend a lot of time writing out and visualizing what that goal is and what it's going to look like and a timeline uh, and a series of action steps. Something specific like, I will earn a certain amount of income by a certain time. Or um, somebody losing weight. It's like, by February 28th, 2019, I will weigh, let's say, 150 pounds, which is actually 30 pounds less than you weigh today. Something like that. Now, the problem with being attached to the goal, let's say the amount of income or the amount of weight loss, is how shitty you're going to feel, most likely, if you don't achieve that exact measure of the goal. Okay? Because a goal, this is an important distinction, a goal is measurable. It's a percentage. It's an amount of weight lost gain, it's a financial improvement by a certain amount of money, Uh, if it's something to do with uh, numbers, it could be for a business that you've acquired X number of new customers by a certain date, and so on. You can measure it. You can definitively definitively say it happened, yes or no, and the percentage to which it happened is this, 80%. So you could even say, I have a good, better, and best goal to try and soften the potential for when you achieve that goal to how it actually looks. In other words, if you are expecting something to happen and it doesn't happen, that's a challenge because expectation is an emotional need. We can't really, no, we can't quantify it. You can only qualify it. We, we need to take expectation out of our goals We need to just focus on loving the process, but loving the potential for the outcome in the most open way possible. And I'm going to explain that when I get to the very end, because it sounds like I'm making a contradiction here, and I'm not. It's very subtle. So as I said, the challenge with setting a goal, it's that it's a measurable outcome, and you can't control whether or not that goal will actually materialize. If I say I want to make $100,000 by year's end, I can't control that. If I'm in a job and I'm expecting to get a raise that would potentiate that, if I don't get the raise, I don't get it. If I'm running my own business, I could say I need to sell X number more widgets at this amount of money by these dates, or I need to bring in this many new clients and sell them this much product or this much service so I can potentiate that. But you can't control if other people are going to give you their money or give you a new position, you can only control what you are doing in the moment that creates the potential for the outcome. That's it. You can only control your actions. The work that you do on a daily basis, tasks, habits, 
mindset, the mindset that you, you know, believe and trust in the possibility. I think believing or hoping is a good thing to have, but the trusting, the trusting is the drive that you will do the work to potentiate the hope that you have for the goal that you wish to achieve. And what's really useful, I find, especially if it's a very big goal, is that you have a series of smaller goals along the way that when you've achieved them, you know you're on track. You're like, oh, I'm getting that much closer. Oh, I've made a 10%, a 20%, a 30% approach towards my final desired big goal outcome. Let me give you another example. This probably be a good two years ago as well. Um, my big bucket list goal thing was that I wanted to be a successfully published author. And at that time, I thought it was going to be something to do with health and fitness. And I was working on a book at the time. And in the writing of that book, I had an epiphany. I was speaking with my coach at the time, and suddenly the, the, we were just talking And it wasn't even her prompting, per se. It was just some questions she asked me. It made me realize I didn't care. It wasn't that I wanted to be a published author anymore. Because I was associating expectations and feelings and and ego around things like pride and self-worth. Not really the best drivers for a goal, at least in my opinion. I realized it was the message the outcome I desired was to be able to share my message. And in all the work I had been doing along the way in writing and working as a personal trainer and as a health coach and, and in studying and hiring other coaches and transitioning into life coaching and developing my ADD, assess, dream, design, coaching methodology, all of that made me realize I have a message that I want to share with the world. And how that message gets out there isn't dependent on me being an author per se. It may contribute to it. But I could share my message in blog posts, in longer form writing, in videos, in public speaking, or I could end up publishing a book. But that awareness led me in the summer of this year, 2018, to podcasting. Suddenly things clicked and fell together, and I felt most at home here speaking to you through the microphone like we're having a conversation over coffee, sharing my thoughts and hoping that you're giving me some feedback that my experiences and learnings are touching you to help you improve how you think, and that what I think and sharing my journey and my concepts of social justice and looking at things through a a queer viewpoint as a gay man can help make a difference in your own life through anecdotes of experience, through teaching of personal growth, personal development, and other issues that I get turned on and geeked out and excited by. So that, for me is a far more profound and satisfying outcome than simply publishing a book. Because that's the other thing about goals, is that once you've accomplished it, then what? You celebrate? And I spoke about that in the last podcast, the false evidence appearing real, and that you know we can achieve a goal, especially if it's been a really big one, and if it's something we've been spending a lot of time on, we almost feel uncomfortable. We're like, whoa, I'm in this new place. I, I've been dreaming about this and I'm finally here. And then, and then you settle into it and then you're like, okay, now what? 
So publishing a book would be like, uh-huh. <laughs> I get to spread my message twice a week right now with podcasting, and that's far more invigorating and meaningful, emotionally meaningful and satisfying to me. Doesn't mean I won't ever publish a book, though. So back to the importance of falling in love with the process to bring this to a conclusion. You know, falling in love with the process means accepting all of the work that you need to do while on the journey toward achieving your desired outcome. And when you're in this mindset, this mental state of accepting the work that needs to be done, you're open to new awareness as well. So remember when I said at the beginning I was really resisting and I was frustrating by having to do all this work? Well, all that work, all those tasks led me to where I am today. But because I was so emotionally verklempt and messed up about all that stuff, that really slowed my process down. In the state I'm in now of openness and learning and being able to drop goals that don't have the same meaning to me or, or to adjust my course along the way... I get so much more done, so much more quickly, and I course correct that much quicker. So while doing the work, the daily tasks towards completing projects, towards completing your goals, or potentiating your goals, you continue to develop a greater understanding of who you are in that process and how you're going to get to that end goal. You are potentially learning new things along the way. And in that doing and process, we often change the criteria of the original goal. Maybe we realize it's just too big, or it's not big enough, or it's not specific enough, or maybe something has changed in your life. And the original desire for that goal doesn't have the same importance. That's okay. That does not mean you failed. It just means your priorities have changed. Maybe you sat down and did the values exercise with me and you're like, why did I ever want that thing in the first place? It's really surprising. I just did this with a client when we went through his core values. What was missing from his core values stumped him and he realized some of the challenges in his day-to-day -day life were because he hadn't established a core value for a certain aspect of taking care of his health and that by taking care of his health he could then substantiate and support his other core values which would then allow him to more efficiently and effectively accomplish his bigger goals in life to that end it is the process that we need to most focus on, which is the work we do in the present moment, which is all we have, what we can do right now, the choice we can make to take action. If we feel we're going off course from what we want, that's a message. That's a sign. It just means maybe we haven't been as persistent with doing our tasks or completing our habits that support us. Or that the love, the emotional drive we originally had, isn't as strong. It's not compelling us to do the work. And that's when we need to step back and just question the validity, the veracity of the original goal. 
and what it means to us and how it connects with our core values and whether we need to change the goal or whether we need to modify our values so that we can get back into that sort of desire, that love of the process so that we can fall in love again with the potential outcome, the potential outcome, but not the expectation. That's when we look at the outcome as being the sum of all our work to date as a way to predict where we may choose to next go. What would it feel like to finally get clarity on your problems and struggles, purge what's draining your focus and energy, and accomplish your dreams and goals on your own terms? Well, in November, I'm opening the doors to a small group coaching program to teach my ADD methodology, how to assess, dream, and design your life to accomplish your goals and dreams with ease in the next three years. And if you'd like to find out more, click on the link in the show notes to be notified. As always, live out and live proud.